2-2 pitch from Vicolo. Didn't waste a pitch. Three-pitch strikeout. Ronnie Vicolo sits down Sanders for the inning-ending K. Welcome, everybody. We got a great holiday edition of the Jersey Baseball Show today. We're talking with one of our longtime friends and Sandlot legend and uh, somebody we've got a, a good history with having seen them kind of grow up and now get ready to get their college degree. And it's Southeastern University's Ronnie Vaccalo, um down in Florida, where it's uh, much warmer down there than it is up here. But it's coming back home to the area soon. So uh, he'll get to experience the cold. Ronnie, welcome. And uh, thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's let's talk about um, you know your journey to much warmer climates, um, and I think we want to certainly get into your story and 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 some of the things that you've learned along the way. But you know to to kind of go quickly, Nottingham High School mm -hmm. um, graduated and and first year college ball was at at Mercer, um, 2018 and 2019. Right, uh, the teams there. So. You know, you take us on, on that route. And then from there, you know, how we got down to Florida, um, Southeastern University, uh, and and tell us about uh, your NAIA experiences, not not something that a lot of guys up here are used to, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, where you've been the last couple of years. And, and obviously, we're off to a, a great start in 2022, and we'll talk about how, uh, you know, that's leading to a, hopefully a, a great future for you. But Let's let's talk about your road to being close to uh, to getting a college degree because it was not a straight one, right? It was a little couple of turns yeah, along the way. Couple bumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, pitcher Nottingham. I uh, had a successful four years at Nottingham. Uh, loved the coaching staff. Obviously, Mike Petrowski, Mayor, great guys. Masari, all them winning a sectional championship there, going to uh, MCTs. All that was great um I still stay connected with them they ask me how I'm doing all the time um but from out of Nottingham over to Mercer it was kind of hard getting exposure at that time at a at a Nottingham I mean there I felt like a lot of Hamilton guys kind of still had that like hard exposure I mean I could shout out Shawnee Mack how good of a baseball player he was and he ended up at um ended up at Mercer when I went there um but out of Nottingham went to Mercer and I mean, Mercer was even just going Juco at Mercer was a was just like it was just a shock from how hard and how much harder those guys worked just from being in high school to there. They're coming, right off their, they're coming right off the championship year, right? The, uh, yeah, that was off. Yeah. At least, right? uh, yeah, they had a lot of guys, a couple guys get drafted that year, too. I mean, that's when Peroni, I believe, went to the Nationals. Yeah. Uh, he's had all, yeah, all that yeah, was happening. Yep. Um, but over to Mercer, that was a culture shock a little bit. A uh, lot. I mean, again, good coaching, hard coaching. They pushed you. They wanted nothing but winners. Uh, tough guys, which, I mean, I thought was a good match for me to go there. Um, and for Mercer, I mean, growing up, uh, that was always like a spot where like a lot of guys, I don't know, a lot of guys sometimes think like, oh, I don't want to go to Mercer to play baseball. I want to go try and go to play D1. I want to go play here. But I mean, Duke going to Mercer was like one of the best decisions I made as well, playing baseball. 
I mean, because it also still got exposure and that gave me that grit and competitive nature, really playing in the cold, too. I mean, it's <laughs> playing Northeast baseball. Um, you deserve your years in Florida for that. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Big time. But um, yeah, no, Mercer was a great, a great pit stop. Um, but Mercer was also a place that really put my mind into perspective with like school and everything. Um, I mean, coming out of high school, grades weren't amazing. Um, over to Mercer, again, it kind of, my freshman year, sophomore year, that, that was my time to really grow as a person um, and as a baseball player. Um, and it kind of put it in more into perspective as I was looking to go to that next school because at a JUCO, you got to get good grades and you got to play well at the same time because if you don't get the good grades and you don't play well, you can't get to that four-year university through that. Like, they need those grades. They need to see that you're going to perform academically, but not also just athletically. So um, it was really important to just kind of like leaving Mercer and seeing the schools, um, the only schools I really had as options to go to. Um, and even having um, like conversations with those coaches uh, that I was being recruited by a couple of D3s. Um, and at the time it wasn't, there wasn't Southeastern on the list. Um, but a couple of D3s and stuff were talking, kind of telling me I didn't have much option because my grades weren't that great. Right. So kind of like, like, wow, I mean, now looking there, too late to kind of look back and say, I wish I did better. There was one day my sophomore year at Mercer uh, where coach, coach Z was like, he was like, Hey, how would you feel about playing in Alabama? I was like, Alabama. I was like, sure. I was like, is it warm down there? <laughs> it's always gets a little cold, but I was like, all right. So like, nah, I'll, I'll think about it. So at that point they were talking about Faulkner university, which is another top five NAIA who also were in the world series with us. Um, and it was more because it was NIIA, it kind of gave you a little bit more of a stretch with grades um, to where they can kind of get around some stuff and get you in. Because um, I was right on that borderline pretty much with, with getting uh, in. So I spoke, with, um, I spoke with Coach Z and all that, and they had a pitcher um, back in the day who used to pitch for them. I, for some reason, can't think of his name. Um, but he pitched at Mercer and then went on to play for Faulkner and then became the pitching coach at Faulkner. So he happened to just hit up the coaches and say, hey, you guys have any guys, any type of NAIA guys that maybe need a place to play um, who have the talent enough because obviously they were a top 10 team. Right. Um, and they came off of a World Series win, I believe, in 20, I think it was 2017 or 2019. I forget when they won it, but they were recently World Series winners. Um, and I was like, yeah, I was all into it, searched up the school, looked at all their stuff, seen how much of a great baseball team they had. I mean, losing less than 10 games in a year and all this stuff. So I was all excited to go there. And then me and, uh, I don't know if you're, do you know Danny Bomer? Happen to know Danny Bomer. He played with me at Mercer. He was a pitcher. Um, me and him actually took a drive. We ended up playing, I think, I forget what team we played in a doubleheader. It might have been RCBC or something like that. In a doubleheader. And we played the doubleheader, both pitched, and didn't get back to Mercer until 6, 7, 8 o'clock. We went home, showered, 
bought some road snacks and went and drove all the way to Alabama, all the way down to Alabama for a visit for the next day. And uh, we took that long drive, came down to Alabama, uh, met with the recruiting coach, uh, Mike Mendoza, the pitching coach and their head coach down at Faulkner. And um, it, it was, it was, it was kind of, it was a really cool place. The field, their facility was great. Everything was cool. Um, and the, I mean, the team was great. Bunch of cool guys. And uh, we happened to like to visit and we both kind of talked and we actually committed there. We were both committed. I was committed to Faulkner University at first. And then um, that was more, what was that? That was maybe June or July I committed there. So I was ready to go there for the fall. It's preparing to go there and everything. Um, and then a couple things started happening with them to where the recruiting coordinator who I connected with most and their pitching coach um, happened to leave. And they let me know like, hey, we're leaving. We got different jobs to go coach here and here. Well, one was Shippensburg University. That's where the pitching coach went. And then the other one who uh, Mike Mendoza was going to Southeastern University. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I had two options to kind of, they kind of both to help me out. <laughs> uh, one of one of them's a little warmer than the other. <laughs> yeah. Which one yeah. you ended up at. <laughs> yep. So uh, Mike Mendoza, who's now our recruiting coordinator, hitting coach, outfield coach. Um, he ended up coming to Southeastern and again, I connected with him. Um, and kind of over the summer, I was playing summer ball actually in West Palm beach. Um, and I was kind of, I mean, at the time, like, I didn't really know exactly where I was going yet because I was trying to see if I can get into Shippingsbury. And then I was also trying to see if they had enough money and space for me to go to Southeastern. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that was another good thing. I mean, I went, uh, I was getting a good scholarship and everything to go to NAI. And again, I really didn't even know what NAI was at that time. And I was kind of just like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I mean, good baseball, great baseball yeah. team. They just came off a world series win. Like, then, so, huh? And it's warm. It's warm. Yeah, it's warm. <laughs> Palm trees, nice. Better than uh, 30 degree weather starting your season with big jackets on. And... Love Shippensburg. Great program. No palm trees. Oh, yeah. No palm trees. <laughs> so we connected with the pitching coach at Shippensburg because he went over there and um, tried seeing if I was able to get in there. But again, the great thing came into play. And that, again, put in perspective. A D2 university I wasn't able to get into because I didn't work hard enough in the classroom to get there. So I then went on to having my last option and that was Southeastern University. But again, last option as in, not as in a bad way, obviously, but um, talked with the coaches. Uh, they never seen me pitch. Um, they seen what I could do. They had obviously connections with Freddie and them at Mercer. Um, and they talked with them and kind of, seen like kind of they just kind of seen what how my stats were at Mercer and kind of seen that what I did there uh, as a closer as a starter whenever they needed me how I pitched there um and I ended up talking more with the recruiting coordinator and about two weeks before classes started I committed to Southeastern <laughs> committed to uh, Southeastern and um Came down here, took a long 16-hour drive, brought all my stuff down, 
got a nice apartment with uh, a couple two two new guys uh, were on the team a catcher and a pitcher um and then that yeah i ended up coming to southeastern and um what's it called i got all my classes set was getting used to the warm weather everything everything was good um and then going back to actually mercer i forgot to say uh with mercer my first year because this happened at southeastern actually at mercer my first year um, coming out of Nottingham, I forget how hard I threw exactly, but I was pretty much a, I would say pretty pitchability pitcher with good accuracy coming out of Nottingham. I mean, my pitch, I mean, strike out the walker issue was very well. Um, but going into Mercer, I ended up losing some velo, lost some weight and stuff my first year, I guess, because I wasn't really ready for that. Like used to that college life to kind of going to classes and dealing with all that, the baseball, mm-hmm. and, uh, like all that stress, lost some weight um and was told at the end of the year exit meetings that um that if I didn't come back playing and like how I was used to and I didn't put on weight and kind of fill out my body and kind of grow it out and fit into my body better that um I could have possibly been cut so that kind of again was a shock and I was just like wow all right well now going to a university like this, it's not high school. You, you can either be somebody and work hard or you can be, I mean, you can do nothing and end up getting cut and having to go work now. Now, because baseball was obviously helping me with academics because coming out of high school, I never really thought about college. I never really thought about going to get an education. I always thought, okay, yeah, after baseball. I mean, because uh, growing up too, I wasn't the best at baseball, I would say. Um, uh, I remember playing like Babe Ruth and stuff and not making the all-star team. And I was like, wow. All right. <laughs> well, rumor <laughs> yeah, like as far as. Yeah. 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 So I was always a pitcher, but I always mechanics were, I've only, I mechanics were not that great. Uh, right. I threw a little hard sometimes. I forget how hard it was, but for the age, I threw a little hard, but I mean, nothing but a fastball I threw. Right. Um, went to a couple lessons uh with sean parker actually he helped me out he's the one i give him credit for the mechanics i have now because i still do use a lot that he taught me um with the mechanics got the mechanics down i kind of soaked in more from going to nottingham and being with such a great pitching coach like mike petrowski i soaked in a lot he had to teach me taught me how to throw the curveball I, i still throw it now um but yeah going from um mercer and stuff and being cut i mean i remember like not making the all-star team and that kind of gave me a push that was kind of like the start of something that like gave me a chip on my shoulder to say you're not the best like obviously work hard and become the best become what you like the best person you can be become the best baseball player you can be and um i got the mercer kind of struggled that first first couple months there in the fall almost got cut came back and ended up being Forget, I was more like mid to upper 80s, um, kind of filled in my body, lifted better, put more weight on. Um, and I think that year I had, as a mid-reliever closer, I had 16 appearances out. I think it was the second most out of the pen next to Sean O'Boyle. I was next to Sean O'Boyle with the most appearances. So me and him kind of held it down as relievers and closer, as a closer there. So that was pretty cool because I remember looking up to those guys when they were sophomores and I was a freshman, kind of just wanting to be good like them because I know what those guys were capable of in high school and all this stuff. Um, 
but yeah, that was, that was really like helpful getting that good season finally and knowing like I worked hard enough to earn that and to be that like a good uh, teammate for that position and kind of fill that role. But um, the next year I had after that, they transferred me over as being a pretty much starter. I was a starter my second year at Mercer, had some success, uh, success with that. And that's where I get to with uh, Southeastern. I got over Southeastern. Um, we started off our, my, my first year there as probably one of the most talented and best teams I'll ever be on. Um, just a great group of guys uh, to where we were 26 and one when COVID hit. So that took, that kind of, that sucked. Um, yeah. We were such a great team. We had, I mean, the yeah, best. That, that could have been a ring, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> best team I think I was ever on. Great guys. Yeah. The talent we had. Because how NAIA kind of works, which a lot of guys, like this is what I didn't really know going into Southeastern was that NAIA is, I guess it should actually be, I think NAIA should have a lot more exposure than it kind of does. And because it helps, like in my situation, I was that type of kid who didn't really have the best grades and I wasn't the best baseball player. I was, I had success in baseball, but I wasn't the best. I came here and obviously seeing guys that were the hell of a lot better than me with slider, MLB sliders and fastball. We had a kid up to 101 last year on our team. So um, Southeastern that first year, we're 26 and one. And again, lost that season to COVID, which was not fun. Uh, it was not fun to have, <laughs> not fun to have happen. Um, but luckily we had uh, everybody pretty much come back that next year, except for one of our players who actually, uh, he, had a, he got picked up by the Nationals um, in the five round. He didn't know, not in the five round draft, but that's when they turned it into the five round draft. He ended up right. being free agent signing but he would have he would have been drafted would have been drafted sure he would have been drafted for sure if uh they didn't go five rounds um but we had a bunch of guys come back um had a good second year i mean that was last year we had a great second year um where where did we finish we were 12, 50 i think we finished 59 in nine I think we ended the season 59 and nine but we went into the season uh ranked number one because of the year before when we were 26 right. and one um and throughout the year we lost it to Tennessee Wesley and they took the number one spot because I think they went they were like what did they, do? they were winning every game they were unbelievable the talent they had that last year um but um we ended up finishing 59 and nine I believe with a we won our conference, we won our region, and then we came in fifth, I believe, in the World Series. So we were such a great and talented team, but um, we kind of beat ourselves in the World Series. Um, but again, I mean, it's a growing experience, learning experience. First time ever to a World Series, took a plane all the way to Lewis and Idaho. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was yeah. So it was different. Um, yeah, but it was a great the, the fact that you went to Lewiston, Idaho. That's yeah. that's yeah. different. It was a great experience, so good potatoes. Yeah. Um, but actually before that season happened, so my first year here, um I went to another kind of struggle and slump as a pitcher. And that was again when COVID started. I I had COVID uh in the fall. Um I ended up getting sick again. I forget what it was like, I guess another flu or just a flu or something. 
but I ended up losing weight because I was in the house so much and I was sick. Mm. Yeah, so, can't do anything. Bringing can't do anything me, without getting tired. No lifting. I couldn't go anywhere. I was just sitting here. So bringing me back to my freshman year, it was like the same thing. I lost weight. I went Once I was healthy and clear to go outside, I started throwing the baseball again because that was too. It was hard to get outside and throw being sick. Right. Um, velo. <laughs> yeah. So Velo went down again and I was sitting there like, oh boy. So um, before that World Series could happen in the, like, I mean, that, this was the fall season. Before that World Series can happen, um, again, I went through another struggle, um, obviously mentally and physically. And it was because, it, I mean, when you're not performing how you would like, obviously that puts a big toll on your mind, kind of thinking, will I ever get back to how I was? Can I get back to that? Um, so I ended up losing all that weight. I think I went down. I was at, what was I, starting at 215, 217. I went down to my lowest. I think I got down to like 198. So I lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Yeah. Short period of time. Um, so yeah, the velo went down, everything. And then when I came back, it was a struggle to get it back. So I was 80, 83 uh, that entire fall. I think I topped out at 85 once that entire fall. And it was going through my mind kind of like, like, oh, can I do this again? Am I, am I good enough to work hard enough and do it again? Um, but, like, it was funny because what helped me, and it actually in the interview, my exit interview I had that year, what helped me actually stay at Southeastern because they were, they were going to cut me because I wasn't performing well in the field. I, I, we have guys – we had actually that year, because guys came back from that previous year, we had 27 pitchers. So we were – yeah, so they, they had to do something. Um, so they're telling me basically, uh, if you don't come back, I mean, like we would love for you to come back, but um, so pretty much they're telling me I sucked. I mean, pretty much they're telling me I sucked. <laughs> they're saying things like that, right? They're like, like, we would love for you to come back, but, but if you feel, but if you, you don't, that's okay too. Yeah, but if you don't, I mean, because you're not going to pitch. They're like, you're that's, not going to pitch, right? So if you want to go somewhere and pitch, then you can leave. Yeah, well, I've been through that before, and I sat there and said no. I'm going to work hard and I'm going to come back and I'll show you that I have that capability to be better. So I came back to New Jersey after that exit meeting, um, put in the minimal, I mean, I put in as much work as I possibly could because especially COVID was still kind of new and uh, nobody really knew, like everything was kind of still shut. Cause my year before that, I think I would go to Mercer's gym and kind of get in there with them. But when COVID happened, you couldn't get in there at all. So I came home to no weight room and I mean, it was snowing. So I, I didn't have many uh, throwing partners and stuff to like get out there with me. I was working. So I had to find time to get out there and throw. And so I took a bag of plyo balls. Uh, I changed up my um, kind of my whole routine as a pitcher. I went out there and I like started doing weight, uh, like five pound weights I'll grab and I'll like do shoulder strengthening stuff. And new band routine I kind of just put in myself and I worked really hard over that winter break. Um, I wake up six in the morning before work, go out in the snow and throw at the plyo wall at Mercer. God, my feet would get soaking wet and cold, but. <laughs> and that's, but I, that's how I always remembered you from, from Sandlot too, you know, from the COVID summer, like it's 110 degrees and you throw your two innings and then you're out there like, sweating like crazy throwing like a intense mm -hmm. bullpen afterwards everybody else is like mm -hmm. trying you know getting yeah. out of there like like i mean it's always just 
pushing yourself that that extra bit you know it's like 10 percent of life is what happens to you and 90 percent of it's how you respond exactly no the respond part is the biggest part you can possibly do because i mean i got out there i mean no matter what the element was went out there and threw and then just recorded myself did all this stuff and just um through bullpens when i kind of could um and just kind of kept work also what i kind of messed myself was myself up on was I kind of got too personal like I kind of thought more about myself than a team environment and I kind of like I I put myself in a perspective where I thought throwing hard is what will get me to the next level throwing hard throwing hard throwing hard throwing hard so I switched my arm path like I kind of went more long with it because I'm a really short when I pitch I'm right here I'm right here so I switched it thinking if I drop my arm Maybe it'd create more, like, kind of reach to get yeah. more feel up. Well, that didn't help at all. And so, <laughs> so oh. it was really slow to the plate. It didn't help That's at all. Right. If that yeah. was your natural way of throwing, you'd be throwing that way originally. Exactly. Yeah. So that, again, that didn't help with the velo. So I kind of also had to mentally bring myself back to where I was before. I had to change it back to this. I had to do all this stuff. And I mean, I did it every day I could and worked hard and – Came back to Florida, um, didn't know where my velocity was at. First bullpen, I went out there. Sigh of relief. Oh, my God, I remember this. Sigh of relief. Went out there, my first bullpen. I was up to 88. And, I mean, even just 88, I was just like, oh. I was like, thank you. Like, <laughs> something worked. Something clicked. I'm like, like, it's not – I'm not I, – I, something that I did worked. Like, my work ethic, something worked. Right. So I'm happy enough with that. And then I went out, I think the next week after, because we were building up, our program likes to build us up and we don't want to get hurt. So we built ourselves up a little more. And then I went out and threw a live, I threw live versus our hitters. That day I ended up being 88 to 91. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it's like, something's working. Like, keep doing it. Just keep doing what you're doing. Um, pitches were great too. When I was in, uh, what's it called? When I was in um, summer ball, and uh Duluth I actually developed the changeup but this was before um I developed the changeup but um I went out again I was I was like 88 91 and I don't think I've seen 91 maybe ever I was just like okay now I'm throwing harder than I ever have because I think in high school I was mid to uppers and Mercer I was kind of mid to upper 80s touching 90 then I was like all right now we got ones in here keep doing what you're doing something worked and then it was kind of like Again, like that kind of my coach was like, oh, okay. Like he worked, he did something. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went from being told you're not going to pitch to pretty much earning myself a spot again, earning the spot that I used okay. to have um, on that team. And after that, I kind of, I mean, I just kept working. And um, Velo kind of stayed the same, work ethic stayed the same. Classroom, again, classroom was the biggest thing. Um, grades stayed good, so that helped me on the field. I didn't have to worry about grades as much. Um, this is my roommate, by the way, pitcher at Southeastern. <laughs> but um, grades stayed good, and then, I mean, just on the field, everything was going great. But, it, again, I kind of didn't drop. I didn't drop the throw hard to go to the next level thing. So now that I was throwing hard, I was like, all right, now I got to throw harder. Now I got to throw harder. Of course. That led me into now going from a good pitchability pitcher in high school in Mercer with accuracy 
to being a guy who just wanted to throw hard and everything was left up. Everything was left up. So that didn't help me because I was giving up a lot of hits. I gave up a couple home runs. ERA was going up. Walks kind of went up because I was just throwing up. So my coaches were kind of telling me, like, you got to stop thinking about that. Like, focus on the team. Whatever happens will happen. Kind of like if you earn that right to get the looks, then that'll happen. And um, after that season, I, I don't know what I really topped out at uh, last season, but I kind of dropped that, like, I was like, it's my last year now. Here's my last year coming up. Um, obviously you, you're going to grow up a little more and think more about your team. And after being at Lewiston, I, uh, in the world series too, I didn't do great there. I threw everything kind of up, um, a bit, huh? I went in there through, like, I was throwing the ball up a lot, gave us a couple runs. Um, and that kind of, again, was another thing like, all right, now let's fix this again. I mean, I did this and worked, worked hard to get here. So now let's. Think about the team more. It's your last year. Um, kind of just uh, put like, don't think about you getting to the next level more. Think about you winning the championship. Think about the team. Think about all this. So uh, over the summer, I kind of um, worked on different pitches. I developed a change up um, and kind of took, it kind of took me away from like thinking more about myself because I was with a new team. So it was like kind of different. Like I met all these new people. So it was more like, all right, like let's win for this team. Let's do like kind of a whole new set. And that went really well. Um, and then again, what another thing was, was my first outing there. I got up to 93. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> so again, more stuff was working. Oh, I, went from, I went from 83 to 93 now. I was like, okay, now I'm throwing harder and I'm spotting up. So now yeah. keep doing this, keep doing this. Um, and then after the summer baseball, it was, it was pretty good. That's when I had uh, a couple indie ball teams seeing if I would go there. And uh, obviously I chose college over going there. I have such a great program here at Southeastern and such a great team. Um, I really wanted to focus on just coming back here, getting my degree, which is obviously really important. Um, and I came back here uh, for this year and I went out there and just kind of kept that team thing on my mind and kept all that in my mind and worked hard again and kept doing what I was doing. And then one day I went out there, um, and topped out at 95, but it was all strikes. And I was, I struck the side out, um, had a blue Jays cross checker in the back who, uh, really liked what he saw. Um, cause even the curveball developed well, change up as well, fastball, everything was working really well. So, I mean, from going from that, almost getting cut twice at two different programs to now here's, here's what you accomplished. Here's what you finally, you dropped all that. And now here's where you are. Now this is real. Like now from what you did to where you are now is why, is why now you have MLB interest and is why now you're performing on the field better than you ever had. Cause like yeah. I kind of thought about the team thought about now it's my last year. Um, this is make or break. I mean, you kind of got to let that stuff go and grow up. And I mean, now that's where I'm at now. I just got done our fall season. But um, I mean, the whole thing of that like story is pretty much just like when as a high school kid and as a Juco kid or even going from high school to D1 or high school to any, any four year university is there's a lot of bumps along the road. But those bumps you're going to have to go through to be where you are in the end. Cause those bumps, those failures are what makes you that person in the end. And it, it's really important to not quit 
it's really important to make sure that you're getting the good grades and getting, um, I mean, staying on top of everything and being a good person in general. Because if you don't do that, I mean, I don't, I, I, that all correlates to just how you grow as a person and really end up like towards the end as of like your career in college. And I mean, doing all that is, I believe, what has really, really helped me in my fifth year now of college and is what allowing me to get closer and closer to the dream I've had since I was little. I mean, it's amazing to see it all unfold. Now I went, so I went from Mercer with about a 2019, barely getting into college. <laughs> 2.0001. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> getting into any college in the country to now going to three Dean's lists, straight A's, and a 3.0, 3 3.1 GPA. Just kind of the whole concept of using, you know, baseball isn't really what defines us. It's kind of the vehicle that we use to define ourselves and, and kind of grow up and be the people we want to be. And I feel like that you've kind of really, you know, baseball has been that for you. Mm -hmm. You know, is that so something that seems, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Big time. I mean, baseball is also such like a, I mean, being an athlete, an athlete in general, I mean, is a, like doing this is a great platform to just let kids know, like, right. Like how much some people go through, but to where they get to, like, I mean, you see MLB guys who go through an amazing, like crazy struggle and then end up as, as one of the best athletes now in the MLB or something like that. Yeah. Like it's again, like the 10% of the 90, it's, it's unreal. So how much can happen when maybe at some point you think you'll never get to that because of how low you've gotten, but it, it, something will always turn out if you really work hard for it. Yeah. And, and there's always people willing to, to, and wanting to help push you towards it. You know, it is as hopeless as it seems sometimes mm -hmm. um, as much as you want to give up at times, you know, it's, you just got to truly believe what you're doing and, and, and why you're doing it. And, and, and I think what you've done is, is amazing and awesome. And, uh, I'm thrilled to hear all this and, and, you know, why should 95 be the max? You know, you keep doing what you're supposed to be doing and it seems like the less you think about it and the more you, you think about the process and, and, and just kind of trust the process and let your body do the, the, the things that it should. Exactly. Right. I mean, that's who knows what the limit, you know, who knows what you can do. Exactly. I mean, uh, what I like too about, I mean, it sucks obviously that the draft went down to 20, um, but there's always, I mean, going from the same thing, going from like where I came from, like being cut, all this stuff. I mean, I'm going to work hard no matter what I have to go through. I mean, if I go to indie ball, it's just another grind. That's just another grind to get to that next level, which would be again, an MLB affiliate or MLB organization. So, I mean, you pick me up as a free agency. I'm going to get into your organization. And I'm going to work just as hard as I did when I was a freshman in college to work to that reliever spot or to work as hard as I can to get to this spot. And that's what I really like. I mean, again, give me a plane ticket and I'm going to come and compete. I'm going to come and do the best I possibly can and work my work hard. Obviously this doesn't happen if it's not for Mercer, right? Yeah, no, not at all. The coaches, I mean, they helped me through a lot. They helped me become a tough baseball player. They helped me obviously grow more as a pitcher, as a person, as a leader. Um, I really pushed myself hard as a, even a sophomore um, to help the younger guys under me. 
because that team, I mean, we had a lot of younger guys on my sophomore team. Um, and I mean, that's why I love to see how, how they're doing and where they went. Cause I mean, when I was on that pitching staff, like just looking after those guys and stuff, it's really cool to see where they've gone. And I mean, those catches were great. And, I mean, again, I wouldn't be anywhere near I am with all the coaches I've had and all the guys I've come across as baseball players and coaches. Definitely. Ronnie Vicello is our guest today on uh, our holiday edition of uh, Jersey Baseball Show, like Aaron, this right before the uh, right before Thanksgiving. What do you have to be thankful for at this point? Family and everybody that supports me, honestly. I mean, without that, I mean, it wouldn't be anywhere where I'm at today. I mean, I'm in Florida <laughs> enjoying baseball. You mentioned that, and it's cold up here. Oh, it's getting cold. I'm wearing a hoodie, and it's 60 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, soft. You got soft. That's the, the takeaway take for everything. everybody in Hamilton Township is Ronnie got soft. <laughs> for the weather, absolutely. <laughs> Well, we see you grew the hair out a little bit so that it, the cold doesn't bother you when you when you come home. Yeah, keep the um, <laughs> it, it, it's been a lot of fun to, to hear how you're doing. When does when's your first game? I believe either January 27th or January 30th. In between. Yeah, that's another it's another thing NAIA has. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's another thing NCAA <laughs> can't do. So that's uh, that's something else to note. Anybody who wants to see college baseball in January, go yeah. down to uh, – Go down to Florida and watch Ronnie pitch. <laughs> we get we get ten thousand uh, Hamilton Township guys come down to watch in January. We'll do it. <laughs> we uh, we appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, and uh, let's crush it. Absolutely, happy Thanksgiving to you too, and thank you for having me on here to speak.